Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad that you're joining us today, which is November 17th, 2021. We have a really great show today with Dr. Andrew Budson. And we're going to be discussing Alzheimer's and dementia. It's a big subject. There's a lot of it going around these days. And he will definitely enlighten us with his uh, book, Six Steps to Managing Alzheimer's Disease and Dementia. Welcome to our show, Dr. Budson. Oh, thanks so much for having me. You have quite a um, distinguished career. I mean, you've been in research, you've been in clinical care um, to help those with memory disorders. What got you started on this path? Yeah, so uh, I have always been interested ever since I was like in high school in uh, trying to understand what is the relationship between that lump of gray matter that sits in our skull (laughs) and our uh, amazing abilities to do things like to talk and reason and remember and have feelings like how does that all work? And then once I got into medical school, you know, listening to individuals with memory problems and their families, you know, really touched my heart. And, and I knew that, that this was the right field for me because uh, I could actually do research to try and better understand, you know, how does thinking and memory work normally and how does it break down in diseases and use that knowledge to help individuals with memory problems and their families. So that was how I ended up in this field. Mm. Quite noteworthy. Well, let's uh, dig right in. Most people understand what dementia is because it's true. It's typically touching somebody that you know, unfortunately. I, for one, am a power of attorney for a friend who's suffering from mixed 
dementia. So um, it's a very yeah, and, interesting disease. Yeah, and, and you, you're, you're right. Almost everyone knows someone who's touched by dementia or Alzheimer's, but but not everybody really understands what the difference is between dementia and <clears throat> Alzheimer's. And maybe I could just take a minute and explain that. I'd so love that. De- de- dementia is when thinking and memory deteriorate to the point that it interferes with day-to-day function. And it's really a general term and doesn't point to any particular disorder. Now, Alzheimer's is actually one cause or one type of dementia. And, you know, sometimes I see patients in my clinic and they'll say, oh, you know, the doctor told me I had dementia. And I'm like, well, did they tell you what kind of dementia you had? And they said, no, it's just that I had dementia. And, you know, I would argue that, um, you know, if an individual and their family are told that they have dementia, they're not told what kind. It's sort of like you go to the doctor saying, you know, doctor, my head hurts. And the doctor says, oh, you have a headache. That's the problem. You have a headache. You wouldn't be satisfied with that. You'd be like, well, doctor, I know I have a headache. That's why I'm here. I want to know what's the cause of the headache. Sure. So, um, so I do want all of your, your listeners to, to know that, you know, dementia is the general category. Alzheimer's is one cause. It's the most common cause. And if you or a loved one has been given a diagnosis of dementia, don't be satisfied with that. Push the doctor and say, well, what kind of dementia? What's causing it? Okay. So why don't you tell us um, more in depth on the differences? Sure. Sure. So in, in Alzheimer's disease, it um, typically begins when uh, people have uh, difficulty remembering things. And while people who are aging normally can have different uh, difficulty remembering things, in Alzheimer's, even when you repeat information, even if you wait a little bit of time for somebody to retrieve it, and even if you give them a hint or a cue, they typically still cannot retrieve it because they sort of rapidly forget the information. And this can lead to a whole bunch of different problems. People can get lost, even going on familiar routes. They tend to lose things and important things like wallets and cell phones and and documents and things like that. They uh, may not pay their, being able to pay their bills on time. They may have difficulty showing up uh, to uh, doctor's appointments and other appointments at the right uh, day and time. And they often will have a tendency of repeating uh, questions and stories again and again and again and again uh, to a point that, that really is not, uh, is not normal. So mm-hmm. that is uh, what commonly happens in Alzheimer's. And then there's a couple other uh, forms of uh, dementia, causes of dementia, that are also pretty common. Uh, one of them is dementia with Lewy bodies, which is similar to Parkinson's disease dementia, 
And in these individuals, there is often uh, some stiffness uh, uh, and trouble walking, uh, typically looking like Parkinson's disease. Sometimes there's tremor, sometimes there isn't. These individuals often have visual hallucinations of people or animals, and they do something that is uh, a little bit funny in that they act out their dreams while they are sleeping. And this is something that bed partners uh, typically notice more than the individuals themselves. But if they are sleeping by themselves, they may find in the morning that all of their covers are kicked out or they actually fall out of bed. So that's a little bit about some of the, the common uh, uh, diseases that can cause dementia. Interesting. Hmm. So the basically, um, we're, we're basically talking about two, Alzheimer's and dementia. Or is there a different um, element to another type of dementia? Right. So there's the Alzheimer's dementia. There's uh, dementia with Lewy bodies, which would be a second type. And uh, a third type would be uh, vascular uh, uh, dementia or dementia due to stroke. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. these type of dementias are different uh, first and foremost because uh, people often uh, uh, know that they have strokes. Uh, Usually they know exactly when the stroke uh, occurred, and so it's not the same type of slow gradual uh, decline that uh, uh, often occurs in uh, Alzheimer's disease. Instead, it's like, you know, it was, you know, November 17th at 6 p.m., bam, the stroke uh, occurred, and that was when the, the memory was first hit or the ability to find words was first noticed. And it typically occurs stroke after stroke after stroke after stroke. Oh, my gosh. And this is, yeah. And so this is actually a step one in the six steps to managing Alzheimer's disease and dementia is to, uh, to understand dementia. That's step one. Now, okay. if you like, I can briefly describe to your listeners the, the other steps in the book. Yes, please do. Yeah. So step two is manage problems. And here we uh, spend a lot of time going through all sorts of different ways that family members and other caregivers can uh, take care of somebody with all sorts of different problems uh, without medication. And we begin with some general approaches. And one that I'd like to share with your listeners now is called the four R's. So if someone is upset, let's say that they're trying to leave the house and they're rattling the door and you say, oh, honey, where are you going? And they say, "Um, you know, I'm trying to go home. And, you know, as a caregiver, you're, you're thinking to yourself that they're already home. This is our home. Um, Mm -hmm. So the first thing we want to do, the first R, is reassure. We want to reassure the individual that everything's okay. 
The second R is reconsider. We want to reconsider things from the individual's point of view, because from their point of view, they may believe that their uh, home is the home that they grew up in or a home that they were living in, you know, 20, 30 years ago. The third R is redirect because we want to direct uh, our loved one's attention away from whatever is upsetting them uh, and towards something that is both distracting as well as calming. And speaking of calming, the fourth R is relax. And all of us as caregivers, when we're in this stressful situation, we need to take a deep breath in and relax. Because if we are upset or frustrated or irritated, we can reflect those emotions back to our loved ones. And then after some general approaches, and we have a few other general approaches that we recommend, we then tackle specific problems with memory, and we talk about things like false memories and why do they occur and what to do about them. We talk about language uh, difficulties, and in addition to making sure that, you know, people check the hearing and make sure that's okay and make sure the hearing aids have, have batteries and things like that, we talk about why does language break down in dementia and what can you do about it? And, of course, you can use pictures. You can uh, pay attention to your body language and the tone of your voice and facial expressions, even when people are, no longer can comprehend language. We talk about vision problems, including hallucinations and how you can deal with them. We talk about emotional issues like depression and anxiety. And then we have a long chapter on behavioral problems, including agitation and sundowning and how sometimes take something like sundowning you know we have to modify our behavior to help uh, our our loved ones and what i mean by that is let's say you really want to have your loved one there and present for your thanksgiving dinner and you typically have your thanksgiving dinner let's say at five o'clock now you know because your loved one Uh, has sundowning that they're not going to be very good at five o'clock. They probably will be a little bit confused or a little bit irritable. Maybe that's time to get agitated. So we can't cure sundowning, but we can move Thanksgiving to make it at noon instead of at five. And that way it can be at a time when your loved one may be at their best. Uh, Speaking of being at your best, no one can be at their best if they don't have a good night's sleep. And we have a whole chapter on sleep to help people uh, be able to go to bed on time, to sleep through the night, to get up at a normal time, and be at their best during the day. And then we have a whole chapter on bodily functions, including things like walking, and climbing stairs, and tremors, and incontinence, and ways to manage all these different things. Now, step three of our six steps is ask about medication. And in this step, we begin 
by talking about all the medicines that can cause problems with uh, thinking and uh, memory. And what we mean here are uh, medication classes like sleep medicine, cold and flu medicines, allergy medications, anxiety medications, narcotic pain medications, muscle relaxants, some of the incontinence medications. Not every medicine in this, these classes, but many of them can cause problems and can actually make your loved one function worse. And oh, then, dear. of course, yeah, exactly. Oh, dear is right. And then, of course, we spend time um, talking about, you know, what are the good medicines? What are the medicines that can really help to improve thinking and memory and mood and behavior? Uh, we talk about all those medicines too. Step four is build your care team. And we begin by talking about the most important member of the care team, which is you, if you are the primary caregiver. And my co-author, Dr. Maureen O'Connor, who wrote this section, she has a wonderful metaphor. She says, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so she talks <laughs> about how we all have to fill our cup up as caregivers. We have to be able to uh, make sure we uh, take good care of our own health. We need to eat right to exercise, to continue our social connections with our friends, to continue working or pursuing our hobbies if we're doing those types of activities, because we can't be a good caregiver if we're not caring for ourselves and filling our own cup. Yeah, and then really we talk about, yeah, and then we talk about what are the ways, concrete steps, that you can enlist uh, friends and neighbors and family members, even if they live in another part of the country. You know, maybe they can do some internet research for you. Maybe they can set up some online bills for you. Maybe a neighbor could pick up a few things from the supermarket or the corner store when they're going to those places anyways. Maybe an old friend could just come and sit with your loved one for an hour once a month. We talk about how do you get that momentum going so you're not trying to do it all by yourself because no one individual can care for a patient with dementia all by themselves. Step, yeah, five, is to, yeah. Step five is sustain your relationship. And here we talk about, you know, what are the ways that even though your loved one has dementia, what are the ways that you can continue having a, a positive, meaningful, loving relationship? So, for example, you know, maybe uh, your loved one uh, can't go to dinner and a movie out in the way that you used to enjoy doing it as a couple. But maybe you can get some takeout, sit on the couch, watch an old movie, and still spend some meaningful time together. Then finally, step six is plan for the future. And in this step, we talk about all sorts of things that are good to know sort of ahead of time. So how do you protect your loved one from like scams and telemarketers? 
how do you set up power of attorney and healthcare proxy, uh, and also how do you know, you know, when is it time to get assistance either in the home or have your loved one consider going to the day program? How do you know when you might want to consider uh, a continuing care retirement community or assisted living or a nursing home? And we talk in detail, how do you make that type of transition so it's not a, uh, a painful experience or so it's at least as, as pain-free as possible? We also don't shy away from topics about, uh, such as what does it mean for someone to die from dementia? How do you know if the end is near? And how do you plan for your future after your loved one is gone? So in a, in a nutshell, those are the six steps to managing Alzheimer's disease and dementia. And, uh, you know, of course, I'd be happy to talk more about any of those steps in, in more depth if you would like. Well, it's a, an extremely comprehensive book. You've yeah, covered, we really... You've covered, you know, I mean, you've covered everything. And for uh, for somebody who has a loved one been diagnosed, it's, some, it's a really great book. Yeah, it, it, no, th- thank you for, for saying that. We really wanted to arm families with the knowledge so that they can, you know, understand what's coming and know how to manage all these different uh, types of problems. There are some other books out there that uh, take care of some of these issues, but there's relatively few that, that cover all of them in the way that this, uh-huh. uh, this one does. I'm, I'm very proud of it, as you can tell. Yeah, well, you really should be. Why don't we delve just a little bit into the medication side? I think that's probably the most perplexing area for most um, families, caregivers, et cetera. When you you talk about um, medications that can improve thinking and memory behavior or function, Mm -hmm. what are you talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So there is one class of medicine that, believe it or not, has been proven to do all of those things that you uh, mentioned, Uh, memory, behavior, and function. And that is the the class is called uh, cholinesterase inhibitors. And these are medicines that increase the level of a chemical in the brain called acetylcholine. Now, these are medicines, they sound very mysterious with these big names I'm using, but they're things I bet your listeners have heard of. So these are medicines that include Dinepazil, whose brand name is Aricept, Rivastigmine, yes. whose brand mm-hmm. name is Exelon, and Galantamine. And mm-hmm. so these uh, medications, what they can do is they actually help improve people's memory uh, and thinking and behavior and function a little bit. And the way that I think about them, and this has been backed up by studies, is that mm-hmm. these medications can, they can turn the clock back on memory loss by six to 12 months. So what I mean by that is when I give someone a prescription for one of these medicines, which I did in my clinic today, uh, I can make their memory like it was at least six months ago, or even maybe make their memory like it was a full year ago. And the earlier that they come to see me, 
the more likely it is that I can turn that clock back by a full year. And that's because there's more brain cells that are still living that the medication uh-huh. can, can work on. Now, uh, I, unfortunately, although I can turn the clock back, I cannot stop the clock from ticking down. So when I see this person come back, say, two or three years later, yes, it's true. They're probably going to be worse than the first day that I saw them. But that does not mean the medicine is not still working. And Mm -hmm. as long as they had a good initial response, we pretty much want people to stay on these medications forever. Because if they stop them, what happens is they lose that 6 to 12 months worth of memory function that they gain. They'll lose that function in one to two weeks if they stop it. So those are always the first type of medications that I uh, prescribe for one of my patients. Now, the second class of medication, if somebody is having uh, difficulty with either depression or anxiety or irritability, or they're just getting really frustrated because they can't do the things that they used to and their memory keeps letting them down, I will use uh, a medication that's in the Prozac family of medicines. And the one that I find uh, works best is sertraline, whose brand name is Zoloft. And my second favorite is escitalopram, whose brand name is Lexapro. So these are medicines that can help with mood and irritability and anxiety. And the thing I really like about these medications is they don't make people like a zombie and they don't impair thinking and memory. They're really very safe uh, medications. And then lastly, sometimes we have to pull out uh, uh, sort of more powerful medicines if there's really a lot of trouble with behaviors after we've added these first two types of medicines. But we always do these first two types uh, initially. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Because um, yeah. a lot of... Uh these individuals do suffer from some form of anxiety because they can't remember things. And it's pretty upsetting. You are so right that it really is very common. And not only can the anxiety come just from the phenomenon of feeling uncomfortable because you can't remember things, but there are also the, the disease, the Alzheimer's disease can actually affect uh, parts of the brain that uh, control our feeling calm or our feeling anxious. And so it can be both psychological factors and biological factors uh, that can make someone end up uh, uh, feeling uh, anxious. Oh, so, so very difficult. Well, why don't you tell our listeners where they can purchase your book? Absolutely. So I'm a big uh, fan of supporting your local bookstore. So I would encourage everyone to go to the local bookstore. And and, uh, if they don't have it in stock, I'm sure they can order it for you. And of course, you can get it from your favorite online retailer like uh, Amazon.com or uh, Barnes and Nobles, um, uh, any, any major uh, bookseller will will have it as well. It's published by Oxford uh, University Press, which 
you know, is known uh, both for academic books, but also for uh, books for the public. And the title is Six Steps to Managing Alzheimer's Disease and Dementia by Dr. Andrew Butson. Thank you so very much for your time today. You explained everything beautifully. And I encourage all my listeners that need guidance in this area to get his book. Well, thank you so much for having me on the program today. Absolutely. Continue with your wonderful work, Dr. Butson. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. That wraps up our show for today. Please join us again next week. We'll have another wonderful guest for you. And until then, please be well. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.